five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the Wisconsin DMA. Okay, and now let's get over to the Blue Bunny headquarters for an office tour. And you'll see what that's about in a second. And here at Blue Bunny, we employ the world's best bunnies to create There's fun real frozen bunnies. treats Look for people real like bunny. you. The real mm. Blue Bunny. Who wants to try our new twist on soft serve? Look at that. Twist code. Oh, me. Mm. How is this so soft? Uh-oh. <laughs> of course there's bunnies here. <laughs> oh, that's a good comb. They're testing through the roof. Blue Bunny, we make fun. Okay, so anyway, I'll get you over to the article now, which is really how this got started. I, I always start with the hard news first, and then we get to the, uh, the fun. Uh, but we, we flip them around just so we get good pictures on... <laughs> On YouTube. Anyway, I, Steve uh, Elwanger from Media Post says rabbits take over Blue Bunny headquarters to make fun. Steve, you got the headline wrong. This is the Bunny headquarters. People who think people work at Blue Bunny don't get it. Obviously, you wouldn't build a headquarters with no headquarters. <laughs> Look at the low ceilings. This is a Bunny company. I don't know, Steve, how you couldn't get that. Anyway, so the Blue Bunny CEO, this this is the Blue Bunny right there, the official CEO. Um, <laughs> Blue Bunny is repositioning themselves as partners in fun. I, I, I kind of enjoyed what I'll call the marginal uh, production value there. It was, <laughs> you know, it looked like we could do that in the back of a warehouse and put the set together, but it was fun, you know. So... Uh, the concept, the the people who visit are less mature than the bunnies who who run the place. Supposedly, Steve, this is for real. I think they're out in Iowa. Anyway, we the campaign we make fun is the culmination. This is fascinating. Is the culmination of work that began last year with a new marketing team, updated consumer studies, and a selection of a new agency observatory. And I'm guessing that the you know what's funny is is that is that I've been reading about these ad agencies and all they care about is inclusivity and sustainability and stuff. But this is an ice cream company, and I think they did a really great job. So Jeremy Hiru, Hiru anyway Jeremy, who's the brand marketing director at Wells Enterprises, which is the Blue Buddy parent, said fun is a part of life, but consumers were conflicted. They felt they had too many priorities and didn't always have the time to have fun. So they almost needed somebody else to instigate it for them. I absolutely do. You know, I tell my friends, if you want to if you want to looking for somebody to play golf with, call me. I said I don't usually set it up cuz I feel guilty going to play golf, but if you call me, then I'm okay. So our current consumer is all about having fun, trying new things, having a good time preferably with family and friends, but looking for a partner in crime. I love this partner in crime. That is so good. In our case, we don't define fun for consumers. We simply defend, champion, and enable them. We'll enable it for them. Excellent. Excellent. Well, they kind of do because they give you the soft squirrel cone. And I'm, I'm wondering, yeah, how does it stay soft? Because, you know, those cones, as much as I love those cones, you know, that you'd get in the freezer, just one cone by itself. 
You're always really hard. You bite into the chocolate and it just, the whole thing comes off and it doesn't stick together and the nuts fall off and everything's bad. So I'm eager to try the twist cone and it'll put you through the roof. And I especially liked that he said, yes, we're testing through the roof. And you know, this show, because it's about direct marketing, is all about testing. So excellent. Those headquarters guys at Blue Bunny know what they're doing. Okay. So next we've got the Inkjet Summit case, win, case winner in direct mail category. Now, you know, as always, you say always? Yeah, always. As always, I'm looking for a case study in direct mail where somebody does something well with holdout testing, with A-B splits, with alternative media, challenging to set up. I can help you with it, but... I, once again, no, that's not what this was about. What this was about was a case study where they bought an all-in-one, or they built, all-in-one envelope converting and inserting machine. So this big thing here, this big machine, does from the front to the back, takes, does the printing, does the envelope folding and forming, and then spits it out all in one piece is my understanding of it. And they got voted the best solution at the Inkjet Summit, which is probably, you know, I imagine that would make sense. Um, but that's not what I was hoping for in the case study. I was hoping for a direct mail case study. We're still looking. Maybe we should have a contest. A contest for a an actual, real, valid case study. <laughs> it's kind of a shame. We're going to have... I'm talking with Steve Falk this afternoon, and so maybe uh, we'll have one from him. I told him, I specifically, explicitly said, I specifically want a direct mail case study. Okay, now here's something from Gabriel King with a contributor, Luke Acri. Nine lead generating postcard marketing ideas for financial advisors. Okay, this is quite a long one. It's from the NASDAQ.com, which I thought was cool right, that NASDAQ would put out something about postcards. Anyway, I think Gabrielle is from Reminder Media that sells postcards specifically designed for financial advisors. You know, that's a little bit like Andrew Ettinger who sells them specifically for uh, in-home contractors like uh, HVAC, plumbing and heating, that kind of thing. So Gabrielle asks, are postcards right for you? First, I'm sure you advise clients that it takes time. This is good. It takes time for investments. I like that approach. You know, you don't just put your money into the stock market or someplace else and it instantly doubles, right? So it takes time to mature and show a return and patience is a virtue in investing, right? Save like a pessimist, invest like an optimist. I learned that the other day on one of these articles. The same is true for postcards. Your goal is to find new, a new client. It takes a while to create the kind of trusting impression necessary to have someone consider doing business with you. We've found that postcards deliver value, generate leads best when sent relatively frequently and consistently. Is that right? Yeah. One card a month for 6 to 12 months, which also goes along exactly with Andrew Ettinger, who says, <clears throat> you're not going to get the postcard there the, the minute that water heater explodes like it happened at our house or the free or the furnace stops on new year's eve 
There's no postage delivered on New Post delivered on Christmas Eve or New Year's. I think I don't know. It depends on the year, I think. And so, what you need is to put that impression in their head over and over and over and over, <clears throat> and make sure you're the one they call when the crisis hits, rather than trying to be, you know, let Angie's list decide that you're the one they'll call, even though six other competitors are on the same page. Right? Andrew says, if you type in, <clears throat> he, <laughs> you know, my furnace is out, you'll get a full page on Google of not real HVAC contractors. You'll get Angie's list and Craigslist and all these other lists, <clears throat> and they don't even go directly to anybody. So be consistent. It shows that you're well-established and reliable. Um, another reason for patience is the nature of marketing with postcards. It's a little like a lottery. All marketing is kind of like that. Your postcards don't arrive in the mailboxes on the day the recipient will need your services. Okay? But if you send them regularly, you might get in their heads. Right? <clears throat> and here's a little, this is, you know, some financial, you know, like a case study. It's all hypothetical, though. Let's say you order 1,000 postcards for about 40, 450 bucks. Okay? You get a 0.3% response rate or three well-qualified leads that cost you 150 bucks per lead. Not bad if someone invests $50,000, you know, if they each invest $50,000, but you probably only close one of them. But even so, you know, on that $50,000, if you make 2% a year or whatever you charge, um, or even 1%, you know, that's uh, right off the bat. The first year you, you pay that back. Or you could do a personally branded magazine for about $4,000, with a 3% response rate, and you'd get 30 qualified leads at about $133 each. Depends on how many follow-ups you want to do, too. You know, this may or may not. And also, uh, you know, Paul down at Market Builders, we were talking about a campaign for a retailer, and the retailer wants to do postcards, and Paul said, you know, I think a Magalog, which is basically a personally branded magazine slash catalog about your products, um, will get a will be much more impactful, you know. And and the hard part is it's hard to t test format. It's hard to test postcards against the Magalog because if you're only doing a thousand, you don't even have statistically valid sample sets. <laughs> so you kind of got to get get advice if you're doing this small level of mailing. Both cases small mailing, but you can try one, you can try the other. It's not really testing should test but it's not testing if you don't have enough sample set you have no confidence interval in a statistical sense okay finally you must commit to follow-up rarely has any postcard by itself landed a client absolutely you literally have to speak with them that makes sense okay and so um, and this was interesting right out of the blue the week your emails are delivered I thought we were doing postcards I don't know what that was about. The week your post, you know, you can also do email. About 40% of the time you can take your list and, and send it out and match it up. Um, Andrew will do that. So we'll direct mail 2.0. Uh, Sky Broadcast Drop or Leads Rain says they will do voiceless, ringless voicemail. 
never heard of that. All my voicemail comes after the phone rings. But interesting idea. It would be less annoying to me if you could just send me that voicemail without having to bother me in the middle of what I'm doing. Here's some examples of their postcards, okay, which are nice. And I, I really like the little picture of the representative down there. I really like that. Now, it would be great maybe to have also a happy customer, a happy client. You know, they made me a ton of money or they they answered all my retirement retirement questions or something like that. Now, another thing that you can do, and this is something that people lose track of. You could do either of them with digital presses. Um, but here I'm trying to read who that is. Stacy Scanner, it looks like. Uh, Stacy Scammer. Anyway, uh, so you put Stacy on one package, ask for Stacy, and then you put uh, Mary Smith on another one, different picture, Mary Smith, ask for Mary, and you can actually test and measure the responses just by doing something like that. Notice no QR code. So for people who love their phones, no way to get there, no clear way except the phone for a, to respond to it. No website to go. No, it's probably in the fine print. I can't see it, but no QR code. Okay, and here's an example of another. Um, it looks like the same name, but a different picture. Yeah, it does. Okay, so that's something that you can do. But obviously, you can just pick these and, uh, and away you go. Okay, I like the sailboat the best, but I don't think I could... I don't think I could handle a sailboat like that these days. So, um, very, very excellent article. I think it says it's 11 to 17 minutes, depending on your reading speed. Okay, you don't need to entice your recipient to open. Here's some benefits of postcards. You don't need to entice your recipient to open an envelope. I got a couple of boat envelopes or postcards the last time, or this last week, and yeah, I could tell what they were. Okay, postcards are relatively inexpensive compared to that Magalog, for example, which was considerably more but raised 10 times more leads. Okay, the other thing to keep in mind, um, if you're selling a really high-end product, is that you might want to lead off with a postcard or two and then do something more substantial. You know, and I get a lot of invites to dinner because I'm in a good zip code. Um, also, if it's a B2B, people try to do B2B, but if it's B2B, I think um, my daughter uh, worked for a large association, B2B association, and they were inviting people to a very expensive conference, thousands of dollars just to get the ticket, much less the travel. And they, she said they always did postcards. I said, did you ever test anything else? As we learned from the Summit case winner, a lot of people want to do an enclosed envelope mailing. And uh, what happened was, and it was a small case, it wasn't a good sample size, but she got four times the response from the envelope. If you have a limited list, that's another thing to keep in mind, right? If you have a limited list, you definitely want to consider something more impactful, more engaging, in order to maximize the use of that list. So and here's where the trade-off comes. You can either do six postcards, right? Or you can do maybe three in an envelope, something like that. Um, again, 
it's it's hard to test them head to head if you only have a thousand names but if you only have a thousand names uh you may want to go for the more expensive piece just because you you, you know it's not like you have an uh, a million people that you're talking have a great day. Lots to think about. Give me a call. I had a nice talk with Mark Graham yesterday. He's doing some consulting also. Um, he does a lot around uh, your staff and coaching, and especially for CEOs. Um, I'm more the executioner in, uh, in your marketing strategy. We improve valuation. Anyway, have a great day. And uh, Pascha for us starts Saturday. Saturday morning and then Saturday night, so Christ is risen. And then you say, indeed, he is risen.